Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main international business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we shall do today in the unmatched company of Kathleen Brooks, Director of Research with XTB. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Jay. Kathleen, did you stay up to watch the BAFTAs last night? <laughs> I was I was actually watching it. Well, I was I was looking at the tweets coming through. So, uh, yeah, probably a bit a little bit later than normal. I found it very and I stayed, I watched it uh, and I found it annoying half an hour into the program when I got a flash on my phone from BBC News with the winners, with the ultimate winners. Now, an Irishman won it, so I was happy, but I found that <laughs> I found that a bit annoying that I knew the result, you know, an hour and a half before uh, it was announced on the programme. Anyway, let's get down to business. As they say, the Business Post has a story about aviation and fuel taxes and the International Energy Agency. Well, yeah, absolutely. So um, I didn't actually realise this, but fossil fuel subsidies for aviation are huge. They, they really are, are huge. Essentially, it's a tax break for, for airlines oh. on, on fossil fuel. So the IEA, the International Energy Agency, is stating the pretty much the obvious by saying that these need to be unwound and that they are the biggest enemy of a sustainable future. So whilst we, you know, we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, airlines and, and, and airline profits, for example, particularly mm-hmm. recently, um, I think these subsidies, uh, not a lot of people know about them. And if they get a little bit more traction in the press, then I think there could be um, a, a bit more of a backlash against them, especially as, you know, we're told as consumers to constantly think about a sustainable future, be sustainable, be greener, be this, that and the other. And and yet the, um, the whole systems around um, the hydrocarbon industry and and Industries like aviation, which are important for the world, however, they are big hydrocarbon users, um, are getting these essential tax breaks. I think it's um, it's going to be an interesting one, and it definitely does seem like there needs to be some change there. It's so interesting because uh, politicians always want to be re-elected, but good luck getting re-elected if you kind of double the price of a flight, you know, for your little trip to Malaga or your trip to to Paris, whatever it is. We all like them. We all like doing them. uh, And it would be a lot more expensive if subsidies were removed and potentially taxes were applied to aviation fuel. Um, Now, let's stay with fuel and talk about um, wholesale gas prices or natural gas prices. They are falling like a stone. Yeah, they really are, particularly in the US. So there are different pricing mechanisms based on where you are in the world. But they're at a three-decade low in the US. And that is because, well, that's for two reasons. Firstly, warmest winter on record. I was in the northeast of America last week, and I can I can guarantee you it was very, very warm. It was about the same temperature as uh, we've w- had here you in skiing? London, which is about 15 degrees. Were I you- was skiing, yes. Uh, and did you, get, did you get enough snow? Because that's a problem in some places. It's a massive, it's a massive problem. So that was one of the reasons we chose to go to Vermont in the US because mm. we've just had terrible seasons in Europe the last couple of years. Mm. And for, for Americans, it was a terrible season. But for us, I was like, I've skied in much worse conditions, mm. um, in, in Europe, but it was a little bit icy. Absolutely. But they're very, very good at producing, um, fake snow or artificial snow. Uh, and um, so natural there, gas, which, natural gas prices are, are a fraction of where they stood, uh, at the really two years are. ago when the Russians invaded Ukraine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, at, they're at the lowest level since the 1990s, Joe. Mm. Um, gas wow. usage is much lower than expected because of these warmer winters that we're getting. Um, you know, what's really interesting is that they measure the number of heating degree days, which is essentially days that are so cold that they require heating demand or heating oil demand use to rise or, or, or 
various um, ways that you heat your home to rise. And those number of days have fallen 7% in two decades. So huge ramifications for global commodity prices. But also the US is producing a record amount of US gas production. So that rose to a record in December. That's also sent prices spiraling lower, also for LNG exports out of the US. But I think what's really interesting is that there's now talk that maybe these gas producers in the US will actually start curbing production. So we're used to hearing that around OPEC. But actually, we could start hearing that from the US because remember as well, at the end of last year, the US overtook the Persian Gulf as the largest oil producer in the world. So they are a big player in commodity prices. They're seeing demand fall, then that could mean that we could see some production changes going on in the US as well. So it's not just OPEC that we need to watch out for. And I just wonder if wholesale prices um, go into reverse when they went up like crazy uh, two years ago, that created a huge inflationary surge all around the world. Could the exact opposite happen now that they're surging downwards? Could that be disinflationary or even deflationary? I mean, it certainly should be, shouldn't it? Now, there is obviously wholesale relative to how much we all pay individually. There is not a direct link there. So there's going to be some um, excess prices that we need to pay and the, produ- and, and the producers won't actually pass all of that on to the consumer, that's for sure. Mm. And the wholesalers won't either. Um, but that definitely is a deflationary trend. And I think that's why, even though we've seen, um, where it really is a highlight where we're seeing inflation at the moment. It is not in energy prices. It is very much in service prices. Mm. And that's going to take a bigger lag to come down. Although there is a link between commodity prices and service price inflation. It just takes a lot longer for it to feed through to lower service price inflation. So at the moment, we know that energy prices are falling and they're falling out of the CPI baskets that impact our um, interest rates, etc. But it's a service price inflation we need to watch. Absolutely. And we will be watching it. Um, Now, a third of traffic on Twitter or X uh, for the Super Bowl last weekend might have been totally fake. <laughs> I mean, as long as it, as sure as it ever was, um, a lot of <laughs> X traffic is probably fake. Um, you know, there were a lot of distractions, we could say, with this Super Bowl. Um, it wasn't just all about the um, about the match itself, uh, which was quite thrilling, actually. But it was, uh, you know, that... I mean, how can what it what it basically goes to show is that Elon Musk has bought Twitter, has turned it into X, and has not really changed it dramatically. And also, considering his main aim is to get to Mars or whatever it is, buying Twitter did not get him closer to Mars. So, you know, really, really, what is he doing? <laughs> well, he's he's lost about uh, thirty billion dollars in investment. If he paid forty four billion for it, and quite a yeah. few estimates put it at, put the value of the company now as at a third of that. Um, you know, yeah, he's going to struggle with his Mars mission. He might get to the moon, but I'm not sure he'll get to, he as will, far as yeah, Mars. He might not get to Mars. But I, there is a huge amount of phony traffic. And I said a third. I've just reread the piece now. It could be as much as 75% of the traffic uh, from X um, is fake. This is according to CHEQ and on an article in Mashable. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's um, what it goes to show is that it's been it's just very, very hard to police. Mm. And it's also worth remembering that that was something that Elon Musk did bring up. Um, you know, he didn't he was actually forced into buying yeah. Twitter. So he, he wanted didn't want to buy to, it. And yeah. then he, he didn't want to. He was mm. forced into it by a by a. Um, by a court in in Delaware, I believe. Um, And they, I think that has, you know, that was one of the main reasons 
reasons is that they could never verify who was using it. And you can't verify because anyone can set up and there's all these bots, et cetera, et cetera. Now for things like Super Bowl, maybe even BAFTAs, where I was, where I was looking at what was going on, it doesn't really matter um, if, it's, if it's kind of fake, really. Um, but for other things, it really, really does. And I think there's this big concern around, yes, on the X, but also I was reading an article yesterday about kind of deep fakes and how, you know, the creators of AI and, and other um, industry leaders think that deep fakes are the biggest, one of the biggest threats. Um, and we, we haven't even seen, you know, we know that the X or Twitter is, is, is full of nonsense, really. But, you know, other, other the things deepfakes could are come a worry, Especially with the presidential, presidential election, you know, with two billion people going to the polls this year, it's a real worry. Absolutely. Kathleen, thank you so much for your time and expertise. That is Kathleen Brooks, the Director of Research with XTB. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.